You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today as we listen to the dying embers of Nine Inch Nails. Today we're going to go back away from self-quarantine talk and social distancing, all that ad nauseum stuff, albeit important, don't get me wrong, and go back to more topics that we like to talk about here in the 250 plus episodes we have here at HHN. So today we're going to go back to man's health. We haven't had some videos of man's health in a long time. If you go back to some of previous episodes, we have the ones how finisteride or propecia is linked to sexual dysfunction. Propecia is the hair hair loss drug. We have a we have an episode on that. Uh, we have episodes on other male related stuff. The sh- the scam of low testosterone. How all those commercials you see on ESPN and so forth. About, do you have do you have low T? Then take this pill. The issue with low testosterone ther- therapy and there's natural ways to increase your testosterone. So today we're going to talk about how orgasms, albeit masturbating or all natural, is good for men. And I know a lot of my listeners are female. They're like, I don't care about the man. Well, look, I have tons of female-centric podcasts here. We have uh, vaginal probiotics, good for you. We have the ones about C-sections. We have the ones about births. We have the ones about breast augmentation leading to uh, a certain type of lymphoma cancer. Believe me, most most of the topics here, I think, are a little more female-centric. All right, let's get to it. We're going to be reading from Harvard Health Publishing. Ejaculation frequency and prostate cancer. Despite the importance of prostate cancer, its causes remain unknown. Does it? Hmm. Scientists do know that genetics play a strong role, and they have sound evidence that diet and other lifestyle factors are also important. Yeah, I was about to mention that because it doesn't remain unknown. Since the prostate is a reproductive organ that produces fluid for the ejaculate, Researchers have long wondered wondered if sexual factors influence a man's risk of prostate cancer. But a Harvard study provides good news for sexually active men. So if you're not familiar, there's three glands that make semen. So sperm's made by the testicles, and then it's it's stored in the waiting room called the epididymis, which wraps around the outside of the testicle. Then the vas is the tube that connects epididymis to the urethra of the penis. Now, uh, that's where we get the term vasectomy because we snip, snip it. So when a man ejaculates and it comes out very fast, uh, the sperm's going to go through the vas, and then as it approaches the urethra, there's three glands that go whoosh, and they secrete semen. And the prostate actually doesn't make the most. The seminal vesicle makes sixty percent of semen, but the prostate, which makes about thirty percent, is just more famous because it wraps around the urethra, and when it gets enlarged. It can occlude or block the urethra, and this is why the classic sign of prostate enlargement is men are having problems voiding their bladder. And guys, understand prostate enlargement doesn't mean you have prostate cancer at all. And also, treatments for prostate cancer are tricky. 
And uh, we could probably have a separate episode on this, but look, so many men, and you got to be careful. You got to go to the right urologist and always get second or third opinions because prostate enlargement doesn't mean you need to go in there and take out your prostate because one of the side effects of going and having a prostatectomy or putting those radioactive pellets in there is that you might not ever have an erection again. You might not ever ejaculate again. I mean, there's issues there, but at the same time, if you have something malignant down there that can metastasize that's also an issue just don't just be very careful about yanking that sucker out uh because um it makes your jizz right so <laughs> let's get to the study so understand so the prostate just makes semen so semen's like the food and the kind of more alkaline fluid that protects sperm as it's in the woman or on your tissue we can just make so many jokes about the health professionals follow-up study has been collecting information about a large group of volunteers since 1986. All the men are healthcare providers, including dentists, pharmacists, veterinarians, optometrists, and blah, blah, blah. Most are white. Okay, I'm glad they put that sentence. In 1992, 30,000 men between the ages of 46 and 81 provided information about their average number of ejaculations per month in young adulthood, age 20 to 29, and middle age, 40 to 49, and in the most recent year. Ejaculations included sexual intercourse, nocturnal emissions. How many how many adult men are having nocturnal emissions? I haven't had one of those. I don't even know if I had one when I was in puberty. And masturbation. Okay, so we got sex and masturbation are the two main ones. The volunteers provided comprehensive health and lifestyle data every two years until the study concluded in 2000. So it was an eight-year study. The scientists found no evidence that frequent ejaculations mark an increased risk of prostate cancer. In fact, the reverse was true. High ejaculation frequency was linked to a decreased risk. Compared to men who reported four to seven ejaculations per month across their lifetime. Okay, well, let's just stop right there. So what, what, there's, that, there's that old saying about masturbating, right? 90% of men do it and the other 10% lie. So I'd love to know what men are only ejaculating four times a month. These, these must be men who don't masturbate or maybe they're in a marriage like Shania Twain. She admitted she was in a marriage where she and her ex-husband only had sex when she was fertile. So maybe, and then maybe there is, it's a man in that situation. I don't know. Four to, four to seven times a month. Anyways, so compared to men who reported four to seven ejaculations per month across their lifetime, men who ejaculated 21 or more times a month enjoyed a 30% lower risk of prostate cancer, 30%. And the risks held up to rigorous statistical evaluation even after other lifestyle factors and the frequency of PSA testing was taken into account. PSA is the tumor marker, I believe, for prostate cancer. Ejaculation data from down under. An Australian study of 2,300 men examined the impact of sexual factors on the occurrence of prostate cancer before the age of 70. Like the Harvard research, the Australian investigation evaluated total ejaculations rather than sexual intercourse itself. Like the American men, the Australians who ejaculated most frequently enjoyed a reduced risk of prostate cancer. The effect was strongest for the frequency of ejaculations in young adulthood, even though prostate cancer was not diagnosed until many decades later. Even so, the apparent protection extended to all age groups. In all, men who averaged 4.7 to 7 ejaculations a week were 36% less likely to be diagnosed with prostate cancer before the age of 70 than men who ejaculated then less than 2.3 times a week on average. Okay, so you gotta be you got to be doing it Doing it, doing it, and doing it right. Doing it. You have to be doing it 
4.6 to 7 times a week to get the same, about the same reduction from the Harvard study, 31, 36%. All right, all right, all right. The studies from the United States and Australia do little to answer these critical questions, but they do open a new avenue for research, since both report that a high frequency of ejaculation early in adulthood has the greatest impact on the risk of prostate cancer decades later. They call attention to the role of events early in life when the prostate is developing and maturing. There is certainly precedent for long lag between cause and effect. For example, childhood sunburn is a major risk factor for malignant melanomas in adulthood, and prenatal factors that influence birth weight appear to influence the lifetime risk of hypertension and heart disease. In 1807, Williams Wordsworth, the old poet, wrote, quote, The child is father of the man, close quote. With respect to prostate cancer, though, sexual activity in adolescence may be the predictor of risk in adulthood. It's a bad line. All right, so 21 times a month, guys. 21 times a month. Man, I, I do do I want to go like uh you know, too much personal information here, but let's just say let's just say uh Gregory here gets to 21 times a month with ease, with facility. <laughs> Cuz I'm doing it for my prostate. Uh going back to prostate cancer, um we talked about in that episode on uh eating processed meat and red meat. So if you eat a lot of processed meat and red meat, that's also linked to a higher rate of getting prostate and pancreatic and especially colorectal cancer. So that's just another thing. So guys, the takeaway, girls takeaway. Guys takeaway is, you know, choke the monkey if you need to. Girls the takeaway is please your man. Cause you gotta do it to save his life. Cause hey, if he gets cancer, chemo drugs are expensive. You're gonna have to take care of him or leave him. And uh, that's a lot. You don't want to deal with that. So ejaculate. All right, guys, <laughs> the website's Naturopathic Earth. Uh, please, please go check out the videos and the, the articles that we have there and the, the food recipes. Speaking of food recipes, if you click on the food recipes there and click on the Amazon links, it takes you to Amazon and anything that you buy within Amazon within 24 hours. And it doesn't have to be whatever it's linked to. It doesn't have to be, you know, Manuka honey. It can be dresses. We get a 2% commission at no expense to you. If you want to help support the enterprise, click on the PayPal me link and donate $5, $10 one time or monthly. You can buy Confessions of an Obese Child or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior in my two books. I have a new essential oils course over at Mocha FM. I'll put the links in there. And I am about four episodes behind. So this, I think this is 263. Go probably to 258 to find all these links. I'm way behind in putting in my notes. Also, what else can you do? Well, uh, you need one-on-one coaching for weight loss, weight management, or just getting toxins out of your pantry. Uh, Contact me through Clarity FM. And as always, 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 three podcasts, Confessions of an Obese Child. We have a new one coming out at the beginning of April. This one, and then the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. We just did one on Myrtle back on Wednesday. All right, guys, stay safe. Don't go crazy. Don't be beaten up people in your house take walks and we'll get through this all eventually take care Bye-bye. thank you for listening to npe radio and holistic health news visit our website at naturopathicearth.com follow us on instagram and twitter at holistic news now and at our facebook page at naturopathic earth please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on amazon or barnes and noble nook consider subscribing to our podcast And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. 
Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.